0: welcome to today's event we're delighted you could join us for this special webinar on virtual event production we are very excited ims about this one because we have a fantastic guest speaker on on the panel today who's going to blow us away with his presentation. Uh, We've got a sneak preview already and it's going to be great. So before I hand you over to Shane to introduce our special guest, just a little bit of housekeeping today. So you're all all at this stage familiar with Zoom webinar from attending our webinars. So at the bottom of your screen we have the Q&A which is open, so please feel free to ask as many questions as you as you want throughout. We'll endeavour to answer them. We also are going to run some polls during the event. Please uh, please feel free to vote. And also we're going to have the chat so you can chat to any of the panelists. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy, guys. I'm going to hand you over to our CEO, Shane Hartigan. Shane.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our webinar. On live video production or virtual event production, um, you are very welcome. This is a guest on today that I was super excited to to introduce and have on our show. Uh, it's a guy I've been following for quite a while on YouTube and on his uh, various escapades in streaming. And of course, he's connected with the uh, with the company PTZ Optics, who are just a, a stalwart in the industry for 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 live video camera production and all the accessories that you need. So. Um, I guess we're we're, we've got a great audience today, and what we're trying to do here is to cover as many bases as we can on how you can get into virtual event production and how it all the the changing world that we're in, where so many people now are looking towards the virtual world and how to get their content and their messages out onto to the customers. And uh, so, um, Paul is 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 joining us from. Uh, From Philadelphia actually so we're we're not only uh, we're transmitting in uh, Western Europe out in Ireland and also in Philadelphia simultaneously while streaming out to YouTube and into LinkedIn and and various other platforms as well So as I say, I'd love to introduce Paul and Paul. How are you doing today?
2: Hi Shane. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. This is really exciting and very timely.
1: I oh, know it's it's absolutely awesome. I mean, I, I was uh, we were just lining up this video, this webinar and the stuff you're doing is just different level. Uh, you know, I'm really, really impressed with with uh, with the setup that you've you've, you've built. Um, I mean, you want to tell us a little bit about your your business and how that business has, has evolved and, and also your 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 new and upcoming event that you've uh, that you've got. <laughs>
2: Sure. Well, welcome to the webinar, everybody. My name is Paul Richards. My title here at the Stream Geeks and PTZ Optics is Chief Streaming Officer. And that may be new to many of you, but I think especially now, it's something that many, many businesses are thinking about. How do we stream our message out to the world? I'm a huge fan of Zoom video conferencing for two way communications. One-way broadcasts are also very, very powerful to maximize your exposure on social media. And I'm working with uh, Zoom and other folks in the industry to create a virtual event that combines both live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn, which really maximizes your event's exposure, with Zoom video conferencing with the incredible two-way communication tools that they offer, allowing you to do breakout sessions and screen sharing and all those amazing things that you can do in an online meeting. And I wrote a book called The Virtual Ticket, which everyone attending today will get a free copy of if you're interested. It's also available on Amazon. And that was based on basically five years of helping regular events, you know, if you guys can remember those, Uh, in-person events uh, where we would get together and have amazing experiences with attendees and speakers and exhibits and trade shows and helping them go virtual, at least to uh, diversify their, their tickets that they sell and the audiences that they serve. And now it's just even more important to be able to have events online that excite and more than just the content, but to create a connection and that's what I hope we can do today, Shane. We've got a, a really fun little poll that I thought we could we could jump off with to poll our audience and share oh, with everybody yeah. uh, some well, interesting engagement.
1: We had a giggle doing this one, Paul. I mean, it, it, it's funny. So, you know, if you could end COVID-19 today by deleting one music genre, what would it be? Right? So, I mean i'm just gonna vote away there i don't know what people are gonna say but we made sure we've got the we've got a we've got a good spectrum of uh of, of genres in there um so i'm gonna just uh, vote myself here actually um, there you go so we're we're we've got uh, 63 uh we've oh, we've 60 percent voted so far we've got another couple of another couple of seconds and i'll close that and share that results, which will be quite an interesting oh it's neck and neck at the moment but um no, I, I, I guess, you know, <clears throat> with so many people uh, looking towards the virtual production, um, it's where do you start? It's, it's, quite a, it's quite a daunting task right now. You know, people are, are you know, only a couple of months ago, many people haven't even heard of Zoom. And now they're in the thick of it and they're looking to the future.
2: I agree completely. Uh, and that's why it's such an amazing opportunity right now because uh, we're all starting to use online communications, hundreds of millions of new customers on Zoom and many other platforms. And then when it comes to live streaming, again, very new still to this day. Uh, in 2016, Facebook Live started, uh, if, you can, if you can believe. So it's been four years and that totally changed our business and the way that many businesses approach their um, you know, marketing and, and ability to get out with video and audio to the world.
1: Unfortunately, we have very bad news around country music. I think it got it today twenty seven percent said they would delete country music uh, genre if they could stop COVID 19. Um, no, that, that's uh, you know just a bit of a giggle, but I, I guess you know the whole thing about virtual events too is trying to make them more immersive. We're getting people calling all the time and asking, you know I just don't want it to be a normal webinar. You know, I mean, you want to talk about some of those things and some of the ideas because there's there's so many amazing new ideas that are brand new that are coming out right now. What can you do to make meetings more immersive?
2: Yes, and and I think it's true as well. Even when we're, so, there's there's meetings, there's webinars, there's live streams, and then there's hybrids, right? Uh, maybe some in-person uh, events with with live streaming included, and even events, small meetings that have large audiences online. And I think that's part of reinventing the workplace as we come back to work right now, putting the technology in between us and our audiences because we're not going to be getting in large auditoriums anytime soon. So there's a lot to break down. I think with the hundreds of millions of folks starting to use Zoom and online meetings, I think there's a a big need for professional development. You know, it's hard to transfer those in-person skills when you're maybe have able to have really uh, effective meetings in person, are you as effective online? And that's actually why we started something called the present summit, which is going to be a great little behind the scenes case study for how to do a virtual event. But the, the event itself is all about professional development for online communications, because I think there are miles for us to go until we become very effective online communicators as a, as literally a globe, right? The world is flat. Uh, Here you guys are in Ireland, we're here in Pennsylvania, we're all communicating. The world is flattening with online communications and it's almost a race to who can be the most effective with these tools and communicate effectively because that's something that you can leverage in your business to be more profitable and uh, more effective.
1: Absolutely. And, and it's just the ease at which you can you can communicate now. I mean, like right now, this particular event, we're running it on Zoom, but we're we're piping it through your studio in Philadelphia. And you're 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 actually streaming that then out to LinkedIn, to Twitch, to Twitter uh, and, and, and uh, various and YouTube platform, including our own platform. So it's. It's, it's it's incredible how you know effectively you can the, the world is 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 available if you've got a message and you want to you're able to educate or you're able to teach or you're able to show people and just things that you know are interesting um it the, the, the tools are there and it's not it's not once you get into it it's not that difficult
2: yeah, and, and taking it a step further, you know, uh, from a lo- for a long time when it came to content marketing was a great way to grow an audience. Create content that your audience connects with. Provide them value. And content was king and it still is very important. But what's even more important than content, and this is being written about uh, by, you know, the news and people who do social media all the time, is connections. And what is the best way to, ha- to create a connection with an online audience more than just an online meeting, but at an actual event where you are designing something where people are going to come away with it, hopefully a transformational experience, right? You've mm-hmm. changed the context in which they're seeing a certain subject and possibly creating an event for special interest groups, right? And this is not an event for every single person in the world, but your specific niche or the people that you have a specific message for, which uh, we're going to tell you a little bit about the present summit that's for anyone using online communications and thinks, hey, I can get more out of this. I can be more productive. I know there's more here. And we bring on obviously experts from all over the world to help us uncover better ways to communicate online.
1: Cool. Well, without further ado, let's jump into some of that presentation. We've got some slides that Paul has done. We've seen some of them earlier. Um, really great information inside of these. So well worth, uh, certainly very interesting to me anyway. And okay. so. Take it away.
2: Here we are. So we're going to introduce you guys to the present summit, uh, which right here, smack dab in the middle, is I think one of the highest level lessons that I've learned hosting virtual events, which is live streaming on social media will maximize the exposure for you, your company, your event, even if it's just a webinar, uh, which we are live streaming right now on LinkedIn and YouTube, and you can have folks chat on the live stream and the chat is so important. So say hi, that engagement is so important. In fact, you know, one of the most important things here, if you guys just wanna say hi and everything, is to to make sure to engage people. So hi Tom, hi Leo, hi Janica, hi Claire, hi Brendan, hi Barney, hi Leo again, Earl. um, Everybody here, thank you for being here. Just saying people's names and acknowledging them creates a connection with your audience. And you can leverage that on social media and really build an awesome experience for folks to be a part of. Hi, Mark. Hi, Terry. Hi, hi Deidre. Hi, Kepsa. It's so nice to have you guys here. Now, what we're doing is we're, we're showing this funnel of experiential virtual events where you can start by chatting on a live stream, but you can enhance the experience by joining a Zoom meeting. And this is what we're going to show you guys at the present summit. The live stream is almost a a jumping off point into a two-way interactive experience where we can use all the tools that Zoom offers, including breakout sessions, which we're going to show you guys how we can design breakout sessions to create interactive exercises and small group conversations that you can't have in a large group setting. So we wanted to start off just to let you guys know that we are live streaming on LinkedIn. And it's pretty exciting uh, that LinkedIn offers live streaming, especially considering how it is the you know, world's biggest B2B network. And we found that when we live stream to LinkedIn, uh, our pro- our profile views, if I'm live streaming on my personal page, will you know, go up 440%. Per- uh, it's just a really powerful Platforms. So we just wanted to mention that and if you're interested on live streaming in LinkedIn, you can apply for live streaming on LinkedIn. Uh, it is still in beta. So I wanted to talk a little bit about behind the scenes in our studio and setting the reason why we have a studio here. Um, not only does our studio help us create video content for YouTube and Facebook, but it also allows us to host live streams and zoom webinars in a professional setting. So we're pre- presenting ourselves, as, as a, my, I will be the host of this upcoming event, and we're engaging folks on social media, and we're introducing our guests and commentating uh, and interacting it during a live broadcast. So here's just some pictures from our studio. Uh, we're using our PTZ Optics cameras, and uh, just give you a little idea of where I'm sitting right now is uh, behind the scenes, and I can do a little behind the scenes tour as well uh, but essentially, if you see on the right screen here, what we're able to do is combine video production technology, which may, is probably I'm guessing, new to many people, but again, it's something that makes it very engaging and rewatchable and shareable on social media, is we're just adding some additional uh, graphical elements here to make the Zoom meeting interactive and also allow us to show things like video clips and images and overlays and, and lower thirds and titles and things like that. Uh, I'm using a, a headset microphone. This is a professional uh, Sure headset microphone, uh, broadcast quality microphone. Again, you, know, you could use anything, but we're, we're, we kind of take it to a high level. I wanted to show this cool little Zoom controller that we have. There's also another one out there from Elgato called the Elgato Stream Deck. But that's just a little kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, and I can – I can definitely do a little behind the scenes tour if you guys are interested. Um, But what I wanted to present to you guys today is this event that we're we're setting up, why? But behind the scenes, what is the technology that makes a virtual event like this happen? So to to do a great virtual event, you need great people, right? That is truly what a great event is. You don't need all the fancy graphics or the best PR firm or super duper marketing. It really comes down to the speakers that you hire and have at your event. And so we went out and we said, there's hundreds of millions of people using online communications for the first time. And it's also a very stressful time, right? We need to reinvent our businesses in many cases. We need to be resilient. We need to be strong during these times. So we said, let's get Joseph Pine, the author of The Experience Economy. Many of you may know him. He's an international bestseller. You know, his book is uh, published by Harvard University. And The Experience Economy helps us reinvent the experiences that we deliver in person and deliver them online, deliver them via Zoom video conferencing, deliver them via a live stream to a large audience. So I'm very excited for Joseph Pine's keynote. Uh, We also have uh, Fatima Doman, who's helping us become resilient. How can we draw on our strengths as a person and figure out the strengths of our teammates and uh, work on those strengths as a cornerstone to become a stronger, more resilient person at home and in the office? So how can we have long-term high productivity where we're happy and strong and drawing on our core strengths that we each have? So this is all about professional development for video communications. And I wrote a book called the online meeting survival guide. And that book is also going to be given away for free at the presence summit. And that's all about basically how to become a better better online communicator. So we'll have a thought leadership, a full day of education, and interactive exercises, and then networking. And so high level, what we're doing here is we're putting together a very interactive, exciting live stream. It will be available on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Twitch. So we're going to be hitting all the major social media platforms, but then having a Zoom track. So we're using social media to get a maximum exposure for our event and then bringing people into an interactive Zoom breakout session where we can really provide high-level professional development training and interactivity. So what does that look like? So here is a a two-track diagram here. Where on the left, you're seeing the live stream track, and on the right, you're seeing the professional development track. So the live stream track has presentations. and Roughly every presentation is about 20 minutes. The keynote presentations are a little bit longer, and the presentations uh, go one after the other. So there's a little break in the middle where we have the ability to do um, some polls and some trivia in the middle there, that just happens for like five minutes, maybe less before we get to the next presentation. So we're doing a lot of great presentations back to back. And then as the presenter finishes, they can go out to a Zoom breakout session that can last for as long as they want. So if you know, someone really is interested in one of the presentations that has happened, they can break out into a Zoom session. And then I've challenged our presenters to think about a collaborative experience that is a real exercise that can have breakout sessions where small groups can learn from each other and share the challenges and things that they're doing at their businesses together. Because again, we mentioned this in the beginning, the world is flat and sharing is key and making connections is key. And this is the kind of connection opportunity in a Zoom breakout session that's similar to the great connections that you can make at a real trade show, where you're saying hi to someone, maybe you're in line for lunch, maybe you're meeting at the same uh, trade show exhibit or talking in the hallway. This is the virtual version of networking at a virtual event. So Joe Pine, very excited to have him. He's gonna deliver our keynote speech designed to help us come up with new experiences that can transform products and services that we offer through the use of video communications. And his book, I highly recommend it, The Experience Economy, a new uh, edition has just been released in 2020. And it's really just an amazing book. And I met with Joe and I said, Joe, you're in, you speak with Fortune 500 companies all around the world. Can you help us transform what you do in your you know, productivity and professional development meetings into a virtual experience? And Joe came to us and said, well, there's a couple things we need to do. One is we need to design open space collaboration, meaning people can join one Zoom room or another and they can be a social butterfly and jump around and see different Zoom rooms and decide which one is most valuable to them. Or they can be a busy bee and they can really dig down deep into one Zoom room or presentation breakout session that really you know, helps them you know, with, with their specific needs in their business. and it's very Of interest to them and he said the next thing we really need to do is we need to have small group breakout sessions we need to break out attendees into small groups where there may be a host placed in one of these small groups and we may rotate the seats of our small groups but this is where you're in those small groups of four to six other people and you're able to get to know them, hear them, and have a meaningful conversation and a relationship where we can really have uh, meaningful sharing within the Zoom platform. And this is something unique to Zoom that is what I was trying to challenge. Joe tried to challenge me. I'm trying to challenge our speakers. Let's design a virtual event that really leverages what Zoom has to offer from an experience standpoint. So Fatima Doman, uh, who is one of our other keynote speakers, there's almost 20 other speakers, but I wanted to highlight these two. She's going to help us interact and unpack with what we're learning from an experiential learning perspective, from an online communications perspective, so that we can empower ourselves to be sustainable high performers at work and life. And I'm, I'm really excited about Fatima. And then, of course, my book, The Online Meeting Survival Guide, Uh, Is actually been been doing really well on Amazon and I'm happy to give it away for free as well at this link here. Um, It's all about being more productive and I feel, I mentioned this earlier, there's so much to learn, simple little tricks that can make your team meetings, your weekly team meetings, your monthly all hands meetings at your business so much more effective when it comes to you converting what we used to do in a conference room into a virtual meeting room. So high level, our goals for this virtual event, and I would guess to say any virtual event, is to maximize our exposure using social media, create an engaging experience where folks can really break out from a one-way broadcast to a two-way communication platform, obviously provide valuable education to a special interest group, right? Maybe not uh, everyone in the world is, is using online communications, but those who are Our goal is to provide valuable education for them. And then also to extend the events networking possibilities. And that's why we have a LinkedIn networking group that everyone can join. So it's not just a one shot uh, event that happens in one day. This is something, first of all, that we hope to happen uh, once or twice a year on at least an annual basis, if not a semi-annual basis, but also networking with attendees who can extend what they're able to do together and go further with that event. So another thing that I think everyone should think about if you're putting together a virtual event is entertainment. A very popular word today that's kind of brand new is called edutainment. It's the form of educating and entertaining in one style so that you can make it fun, you can make it light. And so we have two entertainers that have been hired to be part of the Zoom sessions, and also the present summit. So one is G-Love, and G-Love is a very popular performer. He has some really great songs you may have heard of. Uh, My Baby Got Sauce is one of them, and um, uh, I Like Cold Beverages is another. He's going to perform for us via Zoom, and I'm, I'm very excited to have him. He's going to be our, fi- our finale. And then Ariel Vieira, also known as Urbanist, will be giving us a live tour of New York City for our halftime show. And he's going to be showing us New York City in two weeks from now. What does it look like after COVID-19? What are people doing? And I can't wait to see live from the streets of New York what it looks like. And so in general, it's important to create relationships. Every great event has some element of entertainment. And so I encourage you to think about that. Now, the other thing that we're doing is interactive learning. Now, as you saw today, we have polls. And in fact, we have some more polls that we're going to do today via Zoom. Uh, but for this event, we're actually going to use a service called Crowdper. There's another really great service that many educators use called Kahoot. And they're both really great. And the reason why we are using these polls is to have an interactive learning experience. And here's another poll coming up if you guys wanna take this. Uh, How ready is your company to take advantage of online events? And this is great. So I can get a pulse on where you guys are at and I can adjust my presentation to kind of fit what you guys are thinking about. And then also uh, to make it fun, light, engaging. You know, We had a really fun uh, poll in the beginning about ending COVID-19. I wish that was possible with a poll question, but um, uh, this is going to be fun. And we would use the Zoom polls, but because we're gonna have a large audience on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, it's very dispersed, we're using one central platform called Crowdpur to, to do this. And, and just to, to talk about these polls for a second here, we have uh, basically 29% say they've never live streamed before. Uh, 1% saying they've uh, tried it, but they weren't happy. Uh, We have 37% saying you're reasonably ready. 19% said you've held several successful events. That's great. I hope we learned something from that. And then uh, we have 14% saying not ready at all. So it looks like a decent amount of us here uh, are very excited uh, to learn more and and do something hopefully more engaging and exciting. So, I'm showing some pictures. I can also do a live demo of our studio, but this is essentially where I, where I present from. This is the room I'm in right now. Usually, I'll have a little touchscreen tablet with me, so I can do annotations, and I can do, um, look at all the social media comments coming in, and uh, we have a producer. So, it's not an easy job to be a producer for a virtual event. I'll just throw that out there. Um, this is more than just hosting a zoom meeting or a zoom webinar, which is incredibly easy and it's probably the best place to start because it's so easy to do. But, um, if you want to live stream to multiple locations and manage all of these things, it's it's not, necessarily easy and we won't even have time to talk about every piece of this today, but I do want to get into the Q and a, because if you have any specific questions, I'm happy to answer them. Another thing for our perspective that has really changed the game for us is having a co-host, having somebody to talk to. And Shane, you're kind of my co-host today. Um, I generally, this is Tess, my, my co-host, um, who's on maternity leave right now, and then Chris Neto, who will be joining me in studio uh, as well for the for present summit.
1: Well, Paul, maybe I should send in my CV, you know, and try and get this as a permanent gig. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would love to have you as my co-host, Shane. You would be great. Cool. So um, we've talked about this high level, but this is a very powerful combination of technology. Combining, especially if you have a YouTube following, if you have a Facebook following, if you have a lot of LinkedIn connections, maybe you or your friend has you know, a connection on Twitter, um, leveraging these massive social media networks Going from a very public scenario to a private scenario on Zoom is incredibly powerful. Now, Shane, you and I talked about the opportunity here to have an entirely private event. And there's very important reasons why you may want to charge for virtual tickets. You may want to have an entirely private event. Uh, but in my book, The Virtual Ticket, we talk a lot about the reasons why you should 100% leverage these powerful social media networks, even if it's for a pre-show, even if it's for just a snippet of your, your event, maybe not the whole thing because you're charging for event tickets. Um, but think about leveraging these social media platforms and then also the powerful private two-way communication solutions that are out there today. Now from a high level, you know, we're live streaming on Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn. We're using Zoom as our video conference solution. And we've got interactivity, right? We've got breakout sessions, we've, we've got chat, we've got all these people asking questions. We also have a website, right? And, and I, I could definitely show the website. Uh, we've got ticketing, we're using Eventbrite for our ticketing, and we've also got uh, communities, right? We've got our LinkedIn group, we've got our Facebook groups. And so that's just a high level of kind of what's going on uh, here and we're using Zoom for these virtual events. This is kind of what those breakout sessions are gonna look like. Another interesting thing that we do is we combine the Zoom meetings with cameras and graphics in order to create a really polished live stream. So uh, we actually have these templates that we can give you for free if you're interested. Uh, and how we do that? Well, we capture the Zoom meeting with a video production software. And so if you're unfamiliar with video production software, it does take a little time to learn how to use some of these. There's Wirecast, Vmix, the new tech TriCaster, OBS, XSplit. There's a lot of them out there, but they're really great for capturing soft, uh, what's happening in Zoom and then live streaming it out to multiple locations. Now you can, of course, live stream directly from Zoom, uh, but you do gain more, full advanced features with video production software. And then also we capture a laptop running Zoom as well, and we bring that into our presentation. So what does that look like? So here's a simple setup of a virtual event. And again, we, can, we, we have all of these templates at StreamGeeks. Uh, the link is streamgeeks.us two-way, meaning two-way communication. Uh, but this is a simple setup here. We've got a little title for our virtual party, Uh, We were calling these virtual parties and we were live streaming them and letting people join the Zoom meetings. Uh, I can hear the Zoom meeting via an in-ear monitoring system because I like to be wireless. I don't like to be tethered to a computer so I can walk around in our studio. But obviously you can uh, be directly connected to your computer as well. And we can do some different branding options. So you can put yourself in like a side-by-side system. You can put yourself, your presentation next to you. And there's a lot of great ways to do this. Be careful about sharing your meeting ID. Make sure you have a password, obviously. I know Shane has already taught you guys all about that. Um, but you can do some cool stuff. You can have your, yourself, your co-host, your presentation. This is using video production software to create a very kind of interactive, uh, engaging setup that incorporates Zoom but also your cameras and microphones and things that you might be thinking about into a studio. Now, if you're running a virtual event and you're thinking about, hey, I wanna do some Zoom breakout rooms, how are we gonna do this? Well, think about preparing your hosts, your meeting hosts with a moderator so that moderator can engage with the chat. I know we have um, folks engaging with the chat right now um, and moderating for us and that's very important because you wanna make sure you're engaging with the chat uh, if you guys have questions for me we're going to go to Q&A in a moment and i want to answer those uh, but also um, you want to think about having conversation starters you want to think about what is the collaboration experience going to be what are the interactive exercises here's a perfect example of a of a icebreaker that you could do you're in a in a zoom room with two three four people maybe six eight people in that room you could say if you had to go to a desert island and you only could bring one item with you what would it be It tells you a lot about a person and it's a great icebreaker. So think about things like that as you're getting into your your Zoom rooms and you wanna break out. These open space collaboration designs are very interesting for virtual events. If you've ever been to a real in-person event, which I'm sure you guys have, you know there's usually more things going on than you can actually attend yourself, right? There's an exhibit, there's speeches, there's small rooms, there's big rooms and you can't get to all of them at once. Virtual events can be the same way. You can have two or three Zoom rooms going on at the same time and allow your virtual event attendees to be a social butterfly and and jump around. Uh, And it's just a really cool idea of trying to reinvent what we're all used to with regular in-person events and doing it online. Now, I want to get a little bit into some of the things that Joseph Pine has taught me and everyone really with his book about designing a virtual event experience. And he's going to turn some of these ideas into really online meetings and delivering your products and services via video communications. But think about a virtual event having a beginning, a middle, and an end. In the beginning, you want to generate excitement right? You got to get their attention, gain their focus. This is perfect for the live stream, right? You want to be exciting. You want to have music. You want to be really generating that excitement. Now, as you enter the stage, right, and draw the curtain and you're preparing your audience, maybe you've already done this. You've already kind of set the stage with your website. Maybe the generating the excitement stage has already happened on social media. And when you are ready to engage your audience, now you're in the thick of it. Now you're in the middle. And you always wanna introduce a little bit of drama, right? This is, this is where that edutainment comes in. The entertaining part is the drama. And what is that drama gonna be? You should plan for it and plan to ascend to a climax. What is the climax of your presentation? And this whole idea can be applied to online meetings right? If you're going to do a very important webinar or online meeting in, f- in front of a client, how, what is the climax of your presentation going to be? How are you going to get to that climax and then coast into a, a very interesting or, you know, normal resolution, right? You are, maybe you are the solution that your customer is interested in. You're coasting into that resolution and something so many people forget about is establishing a memorable exit. Everyone's heard about that. That was an amazing entrance. Well, also there's amazing exits and you want to impress, surprise and thrill. And I have a little idea, Shane, for an exit because I'm thinking maybe we'll, we'll go to some live camera views from our studio, um, but then you want to extend, right? You want to push the limits, go the extra mile. Everyone attending this webinar is going to get a copy of my book, The Virtual Ticket, and that extends your learning capabilities. We've met virtually. We've kind of gone over some of this stuff high level. Now you can extend what you're learning possibilities. And obviously I want to open the door to reaching out to me and learning more. This is another way to look at it. Uh, You want to gain focus. You want to get that engagement. And here's where we get to that edutainment, right? Where we're trying to educate. Obviously we want people to appreciate what we're talking about. We want them to absorb the information, but we also want people to have fun. Right? We want them to enjoy themselves. We want that thing that Zoom is so great with, that shared happiness. And if we can get to that edutainment level, we're very close to getting a reaction. Right? And my reaction for you guys is I want you guys to, to have the desire to host an amazing virtual event. You know, I want you to try to think about webinars in a new way. I want you to change the context in which you think about what is a webinar, which is so new to many of us. And make a commitment if you guys could commit to increasing the production value of your next webinar, commit to doing a webinar. And we looked at those polls where 29% of us in this webinar today have never live streamed. Can you commit to trying a live stream, even if it's just on your personal phone, right on a Facebook, this is what we're trying to do here. And then I hope, maybe we're going to get to this transformation level, which is the highest level that you can hope to get someone to, in 45 minutes of a webinar, but even a full day event, what we're trying to do with the present summit is we want people to aspire to achieve. We want to have an unforgettable experience where you go back from this, this event and you go, wow, that there, there's no way that I could have spent my time better today than attending this event. It's about spending your time together, togetherness. We're here together and we want to spend our time together. We want time well spent. So, and this is where those Zoom breakout sessions can really happen. Because right now we're in a webinar scenario. It's it's really great for learning. Um, But if we wanted to really transform the way we think, I would need to get some feedback from each and every one of you, right? We would need to get into small breakout sessions and chat about what is it that is holding you back from live streaming? What is it that's holding you back from having more successful virtual events? And those Zoom breakout sessions are perfect for that because it's hard to have a conversation like that in a large group. So, Shane, I think we can go to a live demo at this point. I have some slides about what a Zoom breakout session is, uh, which we could go over, but I think we could go into a live demo at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm up for it, Paul. Go for it. I'm just mentioning a couple of questions coming through while you're getting uh, taken, checking out that. Um, People are asking about where what the link is for the book, and what's going to happen is that everyone that attended the event today, we're going to send an email automatically tomorrow. It's part of the the webinar function that we can email all attendees, thanking you for attending today. And in that, there is a link, and if you just click the link, it'll download. Uh, there's a PDF of the of the book. I've read I've read it. It is absolutely awesome. Uh, Paul, you, you've done a, such a great job. Uh, I don't know how you get where you get the time to write all of this stuff. It's uh, you know, but of course. it's... <laughs> It's uh, it's oh, just an sorry. invaluable resource Um really a thought leader in this sector right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so this is your, this is your studio.
2: So I wanted to show this to you guys. So here's the studio here, and this is where I am sitting. Um, you can see that this over here is really where I generally stand. i my uh, due to COVID. I don't have my producer, all the time like I usually do. But over here is where I generally present. um, And I just kind of wanted to show you guys what it looks like. Um, So this is where our producer sits. And that's where I was sitting just a moment ago. You can see here that we have the Zoom call on one side. right? This is where um, I was just sitting and that's where we were connecting to Zoom and screen sharing. And then on the other side, we have something called vMix. But again, there's lots of great software out there. There's Wirecast, there's XSplit, there's OBS, there's there's tons of great uh, software for video production. Um, You can see that white camera there is our main camera. Let me zoom into that. This is like our main studio camera here. So this is a PTZ camera uh, allowing us to zoom in on items so you know most webinars everyone's using a webcam which is great webcams are awesome but PTZ cameras allow you to zoom in and show products in more detail and again when we're talking about being more engaging you know, sometimes we need to get away from the powerpoint and get into really showing the products that we sell the services that we offer and here's another camera here this is my close up camera and so with this camera a lot of times I'll take something uh, like this is my PTZ app here, and I'll show it really close up so that uh, folks can see exactly what uh, we're doing and showing off. So that's just a couple uh, things. Over here I have a television. Um, this is one of my favorite things, Shane, uh, is this is a, a smurl. This shows us our Facebook uh, likes, and right. it is live, so um, – It's just funny when we're live streaming on Facebook. Hey, they hit the like button. No, they hit the dislike button. Uh, It's going up and down. Um, Right here is a television.
1: The amazing thing here, Paul, is that, you know, how simple uh, the technology is starting to become. So, you know, PTZ make cameras, and one of the features is a new technology called NDI. Well, it's relatively new. And this technology allows you to plug in the camera directly into your network um, switch, and then communicate with that camera via a network card on a laptop. So this gets rid of so many complexities uh, and compl- in, in, in what you would have traditionally had in, in video production. Um, so it, it's, and as well as that, uh, very highly uh, uh, through, through very, uh, re- reputed is that NDI will become part of the Zoom uh, uh, feature set. So this means you can, you can communicate with those cameras directly over your network into Zoom, which just simplifies things even further.
2: It really does. And we have a great video explaining how that works. In fact, uh, right here is the world's first NDI webcam. Uh, So this is a 4K webcam. It's called the Huddlecam HD Pro. And that is a totally 4K webcam that has just a single Ethernet connection. But at a a macro level here, just imagine if you sell a product or a service, right? Show the audience, you're gonna to have to, right? You can't go out and do a product demo right now. Sh- have a camera to zoom into it. Show them what it looks like. So this is a power over ethernet network connection, just a single ethernet right into Zoom, uh, which, you know, well, why wouldn't you just use USB? Well, now you can put this camera anywhere in your facility, right? You could put it in your warehouse. You can put it in your studio. You can integrate it into Zoom in so many new ways. So just wanted to show that off really quickly. Uh, The camera I was using for most of this presentation is right there. Um, And yeah, just wanted to kind of do a quick little tour and uh, show you the studio. It was
1: was really interesting because one of the things we talked about was that green screens, you know, and people are, you know, with green screens and privacy and being able to key out a background, um, they're great. It's been around for a while. But I, I notice in your studio, there isn't a green screen, which is really interesting. Wait
2: and a second, Shane. There oh, is you... a green screen.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Hold well, on, I got to show it to you. Now, green screens are still amazing. So I don't want to say that I don't like green screens. There's a reason why we don't use them. Right. So we have a drop-down green screen.
1: Oh, my God. Right, okay, that's a big one. That's a big So now trust screen. me,
2: I... <laughs> I do like green screens. I want to say that I I, I do like green screens. I'm a big fan of virtual sets and things. But in our main studio, there is a reason why we don't use them generally. And that is because, oops, wrong input there, sorry. Uh, There's a reason why we don't use the uh, green screen because we have so many different cameras. And so with green screens, it's very difficult, A, to light them and really make it look real. It is difficult. And if you're kind of in the middle of having it not perfect, it can look a little, a little off. Um, but if you have multiple cameras, uh, it's, it's very, very difficult to have a green screen. And so we found, why not just put some wallpaper up with brick wallpaper? Why not um, you know, paint the walls black and have lights all around and just make a real studio uh, on for very, very cheaply? I mean, we spent a100 dollars on brick wallpaper, and we put a television on the wall. we bought a $500 stand-up table, and I have some nice uh, foam pads because I like to stand because it keeps the, the blood flowing and the energy going. and um, we didn't spend that much money on the studio. Uh, yeah, so. and
1: I mean st- software technology-wise, I mean VMix, for example. I mean OBS is free, right? So you can download OBS. Um, it's a it's a fantastic product really easy to use uh you design your overlays vmix is even better you've got lots of very a lot of professional add-ons and i mean you what is it 60 dollars for a subscription to vmix um you know and and that's the 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 uh that's that's a, enough to get you going um and then with another few different things i mean you know as zoom moves towards more integration with things like NDI, you can now bring forward, like using NDI tools, for example, taking, capturing um, particular uh, areas of screens on one computer and bring them over, pull them into vMix, play around with overlays, put your logos on. And and also, what, what was the product you showed us yesterday, Paul, about the multi-streaming? It, it's, a, it's a great product. Oh, for... yeah.
2: Let's so take this... a, a quick peek at that, if you want. Um, yeah. the, the interesting thing about... Um, Streaming is that you can stream to multiple destinations at the same time and that really makes it exciting This right here is a product that we're using right now. It is called go easy live and Essentially it allows us to stream to multiple destinations. So I can click this button here and I can stream to Literally hundred and twenty five Facebook pages. That's kind of ridiculous Uh, the reason why is because I'm in so many Facebook groups But Facebook groups are incredible, huge communities of special interest groups. Um, There's Twitch, here's my LinkedIn. Uh, So I've got all my LinkedIn pages. Uh, We've got YouTube, we've got custom RTMP. So right now we're streaming to your YouTube, which we can take a peek at. Um, And then we've got our LinkedIn here. So here's our LinkedIn stream. And uh, hi everybody, by the way, on LinkedIn, Doug, Jim, Praveen, Joseph, thank you for joining us. Um, And then the other thing we can do is we can mix in the cloud. Now this is getting really high level, Shane, so let's not spend a lot of time on this, but you could have, let's say, a live stream going on in Ireland, a live event going on somewhere else, and then uh, someone with a mobile live streaming backpack with cellular bonding technology and you could mix these in the cloud and that's kind of like running a television studio in the cloud.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know, Paul, I, I'm just so conscious we got we could we could talk all day. So we've got some we've got some really amazing questions and some loads of stuff to kind of to try and get through here. Um we just got in um, let me just take some of these take some of these questions and maybe maybe if Leo would like to to jump in here as well and we'll we'll try and answer them. Have you got a few favorites, Leo, that have been? I do, been- I do.
0: I've been answering away some questions, but I've I've upvoted some for to to have a chat about now. Um there's one here uh, from Deirdre. Thanks, Deirdre. She's she wants, she's looking to stream a pre-recorded talent show on a pay-per-view basis, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe allow some interactivity, such as voting for the best act. Have you any? Uh, oh, that's a great idea. Have you any uh, advice for Deirdre?
2: Yeah. So um, pay-per-view is an interesting, very powerful way to generate revenue. Um, Vimeo, in my opinion, is one of the best, easiest to use platforms for pay-per-view. Uh, it doesn't cost that that much to get started. I think it's like $100 uh, a month. So you do need to probably ho- hope to make more than $100 a month with your pay-per-view activities. But you can create an entire Netflix, if you will, for your business. So you know, th- that, that that talent show might just be one of many videos that you charge for access for. Um, now, a lot of people don't realize as well that you can do premieres. So on YouTube and on Facebook, you can have a video that is watched live with a live audience with a chat room, but the video was pre recorded. So that's not a way to charge, but if you want to live stream something that was already pre recorded, a premiere is a great way to do that.
0: That's cool, I, guys. I, 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 we, we we've got a special guest in the audience, we we've asked yeah. him would he come up. He's presented on our webinars before. It's Jason Mobley. Jason, you're very welcome. If you want to hi, show Jason. yourself, hi, Jason. Hey, Paul. How are you, my friend? Shane, Leo. I'm
2: doing good. Hey, hey Jason,
0: Jason. How are you doing? How does it look from out there in the audience?
3: Hey, I love it. I love it. Paul Paul is definitely an expert in his field and. Uh, I'm actually writing down some tips myself. I have a question for you, Paul. Um, and, and this was actually on a webinar that I did. You and I wear very similar style glasses, right? And uh, on some feedback is that I had glare on my glasses. But I noticed that you really don't have glare. And I've, I've been trying to figure out a way to solve that with lighting. So what are your tips on people that wear glasses? Like, how do you reduce the glare?
2: Well, that's a, a good question, um, Jason. And I'm excited to have you as a speaker at the present Summit, by the way. Um, I, I can't wait to, for July 15th. But these glasses have a, little, a tiny story behind them. With it, These are not prescription glasses. So these are e- what's called blue screen glasses. And they became popular from eSports and video gamers who are p- watching their computer screens intently for 8 to 12 hours a day and the blue screen, um, the blue light from the screen was you know, damaging their eyes. And I found personally looking at the computer screen for so long each day, I was getting headaches. And I, I stumbled upon these blue screen glasses. I've been wearing them for about three months and I don't get headaches anymore after looking at the computer screen all day. Um, so I, I, could it be possibly that it's, they're not prescription that they are simply uh, blue screen glasses?
3: No, my, mine are actually prescription, and what I found the other day is I, I was having some work done to my home office, so I took my laptop in the kitchen, and I didn't see the glare, but when I come into my office, because I've got dual 34-inch curved monitors, and they're very bright, and I play with the brightness, but I still have a little bit of glare, so I'm, I'm still playing with lighting to try to eliminate that. I think eventually I'll get LASIK, but uh, until then, I'm trying to solve that problem.
2: We do have that problem here as well. Um, Now, another similar issue that I know a lot of folks face is the fact that we have a a couple televisions in our studio set. And if there's any glare on the television, you can't see the content. So what folks will do is they will uh, get a tilt mount for it. And just the, the slightest tilt on a television will stop the glare from coming in. Uh, so I don't know if that would happen if you slightly tilted the glasses a little bit. You'd probably look ridiculous. I don't know uh, if maybe tilting it a little bit would help, but that does work for televisions to, to block the glare that is viewable through the camera lens.
1: One of yeah, the, I'm
3: going to try the, that. I, I appreciate those tips for sure.
1: One of the questions that came in was, what was that voting system that you mentioned earlier, Paul? You, you, some question, uh, it was actually John... Uh, John asked that question in the q and I promised we'd answer it.
2: So there's, there's two really popular ones out there right now. One is called Kahoot, and it's K-A-H-O-O-T. And then the one that we're using is called CrowdPer. It's a little bit more expensive. Graphically, I feel like it's a little stronger. Um, and I just tend to like CrowdPer better. Kahoot is, and Jason, you probably know this, very popular in education right now. Uh, it's transforming education online, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, we, we use Kahoot at the uh, Kahoot at the university for uh, just to really interact with students. It, it, you can build like a gaming type platform, and, and the students absolutely
1: love it. We've well, we got a couple of other quite a few questions maybe to Leah will go to one. but if anybody wants to ask a question live like Jason, please put up your hand on There's a little raise hand button down on your control on your Zoom your your zoom client if you click that raise your hand i'll i'll uh, i'll press the allow to talk button and we can get your question so in the meantime we'll keep going with some of these other questions um okay i'm gonna go
0: to al uh, Al lorraine what's the best way to sell tickets for a zoom session are there automated tools and how can you prevent link sharing
2: So um, I think that Zoom is a great platform for selling virtual tickets. Uh, As you may know, Zoom has an integration with PayPal and you can, that is for Zoom webinar, and you can obviously use that as a payment gateway. Um, The way that we're using Zoom in the present summit is really a professional development upgraded uh, experience from the live stream. So we talked about this, The live streaming is great. If you can use that to give it away for free, it's going to maximize your exposure. And especially if you're a small to medium size event, first time event, trying to get as much exposure as possible, give something away for free, do the live streaming part on the zoom side. There's a couple different ways that you can do this. Obviously there's passwords waiting rooms. So you can literally have an entire list of everyone who paid and they have to go into the waiting room and you don't admit them unless they're on your list. Uh, You can also have registrations for Zoom meetings. So Zoom meetings and Zoom webinars are a little different. Zoom webinars has the PayPal option, Zoom meetings does not. So you have to use the password, the waiting room, and then there's also the registration option.
1: Yeah, one other just a a piece from us. We we're using um, we use Zapier, which is an uh, it's a product you can check out online, and what it does is it integrates with Zoom and also it also integrates with lots of other applications. And also we're using JotForm. So what we've done is we've taken our website, we've developed a, a form or a, a, an interface using JotForm so that you can you can actually buy a and register to an event. And then what we do with that is we, we take the output from JotForm and it plugs into zapier hope you're following this and then injects straight into zoom and registers the individual attendee straight into the meeting so that's another way to do it and as you mentioned paul there is a, a native integration with paypal um, into which you can ask paypal or ask zoom to turn on and it is pretty neat but um, there's lots of ways to do this and uh, but I, i'd recommend you know Zapier and uh, JotForm, but you're using um, uh, Eventbrite, and there's oh, there's so many different ways, but it's, it's uh, you know, th- what works, right? It's what works. Um,
0: great stuff, guys. Um, so another question here from Thomas Higgins. Hi, Paul, great presentation. I agree there. Have you guys looked at integrating with game engine technologies for large events with multiple exhibits and presentations?
2: Interesting that you said that. Um, so I have attended some of these, Hop in, Hopin.2 is a big one. And then I'm, I'm not familiar with game engines. I, I do think that the virtual event space is being transformed right now. I think that there's so much happening. I haven't been impressed with some of these virtual events that look kind of cartoonish, if you will, where you're a cartoon and you're, you're going over to this virtual event and then this virtual event. It's like, well, what's the point? Aren't we supposed to be like collaborating and meeting with people face to face? Like we're real people. We should be having real communications. I had that conversation with zoom who helped me design this present summit opportunity. Um, You know, there's also something in general about like having a walled garden, if you will. Um, If you're going to do your whole virtual event in a walled garden, that is this event platform. And you're, you're forgetting about the social media platforms where people are, you know, so many people say, go to your audience. Where are they? Are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they on YouTube? Go to your audience. I think that is my kind of North star when we plan these things. It's like, where's the audience? Let's go to them. Yes, we could ask them to come to a virtual event platform that I do believe has very great features in the whole platform, the whole, that whole industry is transforming and becoming better and better. But my gut instinct right now, and I've done many of these in the, in the book, uh, we talk about many of them. I think that you know, in-person events is the best, right? That's the best. We, we're, 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 we're humans We're creatures of habit. We want to see other people. That's the best. So we're striving to replace that in the best way possible. And I didn't think that like a virtual uh, cartoonish kind of event platform, it just didn't do it for me. I I think that getting face-to-face like this, using the Zoom platform for the two-way communication is the closest way that we can get people into small groups and collaborative experience. Not to mention, everybody knows how to use Zoom. So we don't, I think the whole Presentation today shows that we're not trying to fight the inevitable acceleration of online communications and virtual events. I do think that event industry is gonna is gonna grow and get better and better. I think that Zoom is still way ahead of the game with what they're offering with webinars and meetings. So we just decided to stick with that for this upcoming event. Excellent. Uh,
0: Thomas also asks, do you have any recommendations in terms of lighting, long-term solutions for lighting? for what lighting what's that light lighting in your background oh like, lighting lighting yes. Sorry, oh. my irish sorry. accent
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry so, so lighting um lighting is so important and uh you know most people say three-point lighting is the minimum i see five-point lighting being the minimum i mean the more lights the better people forget about lights on the floor lighting up you, you can just Buy more lights, buy more lights, buy more lights. Uh, the more lights, the better. But three-point lighting is basically key, fill, and a backlight. Um, so that's obviously important. I also, you know, we, I talk a lot about in the, uh, tuning cameras in general. Um, you know, like, like, I think it might be clear right now that, like, the difference between a webcam video and, like, a professional camera. And with professional cameras, you can tweak the shutter speed, the iris you know, a lot of different things and make the camera match the lighting. And that is where things start to get incredible. So yes, three point lighting, amazing. Uh, Back backlight, key light, fill light. We also in our studio have lights on the floor that shine up, Uh, the the backlight that just gets that light on the back of your hair that you can see right here. Very, very powerful, gets you to pop off the background. Um, But even more importantly is tweaking the camera to match your lighting. And by that I mean the color temperature, right? So cameras have white balance and white balances can match the color temperature of your LED lights. Obviously you're going with LED lights, they're more expen- they're, they're less expensive, basically last longer, and they're the standard at this point. LED lights, which I can show you guys here if you wanna see, generally have a color temperature that you can move. So you wanna match the color temperature, you know, basically, uh, 3,200 is very warm, 5,500, 6,000 is very blue. You want to get a little bit in the middle there. Match all of your lights to the same color temperature and then set the white balance of your camera to match that.
0: We're, we're getting serious now. <laughs> um, this is an oldie but a goodie. Uh, I would love to have a public Zoom event, but I'm afraid of getting Zoom bombed. Is there a
1: workaround? <laughs> Jason, well, Shay, well, I think you can take that one. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Zoom is safe, guys. It is, it is absolutely, uh, you know, there are security features now within Zoom, not only in the encryption, but the passwords, the waiting rooms. All of that technology—it's there to be used, uh, you know—and that—that is—and webinar is is inherently even more safe than than meetings because you really control the the, the pre- presenter environment and, uh, you know, so so you know it—it's not to, you you just don't do if you download Zoom and just uh, and, and and just publish your meeting ID on on on, on a, a social media forum and you know expect to get. In, you know, uninvited guests, right? It's that's what. It, but you haven't turned on the security features. So, so very simple thing is the web is the is the waiting rooms, which we covered on our previous webinars, um, and and to to use the security features properly. Um, I guess the the, uh, the there's some um, there's some interesting stuff. I mean. This is quite, what what Paul is doing is quite high tech, right? Because he's got a, a, he's got vMix running, he's got all sorts of different cameras going and, and it's absolutely fantastic, right? But you can start off with a couple of cameras on a computer, right? And Zoom has, if you go Alt-N, you can select multiple cameras. So that's like a little video switcher. Yes, it's not as professional, but it works. So you can have a camera looking at maybe close up and another camera looking at both you and the person you're interviewing. And having both cameras onto the same, plugged into the same computer, you just go uh, alt ten on your computer keyboard and it will just uh, it'll cycle between the two cameras so it's a very simple technique um then you know, with with lighting, which Paul mentioned, I mean the array of, of low temperature LED lights that are out there right now. Just check out some of the websites like Amazon or or Alibaba or wherever you get your, your 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 e-commerce. You know there is a range of low cost and very and cold. You know lighting now isn't like you know lighting that it was a few years ago, where you would. You get a suntan under it. You know, it's it's a proper. I mean, they're low. They're low cost, long life, and you can also there's quite a lot of options as well to even integrate into people like Siri or into Alexa. Hopefully, Alexa isn't kicking off now because I said her name. But um, ultimately, <laughs> uh, you know, you have you have those options so you can adjust mood lighting and getting all those lighting effects, or just go out and buy a simple ring a ring light, which is out there for probably around hundred and ten dollars or hundred and ten euros in around that. Uh, and it just makes a huge difference. And, and a rule of thumb, sit with a window in, facing the window. It's just a simple thing. If you don't need any of that, just f- sit facing the window, get natural light onto your face and, and not with the light behind you. Um, And if the light is behind you, it's just gonna wash out that camera. So, you know, you can start very, very simply, very low cost, move up into things like OBS, look at at the various options. Um, But, you know, the technology and I suppose the purpose of this webinar is about the idea of experience. It's about involving people, what makes it work for people. People, we miss meeting people face to face. How can virtual events, Uh, Which have their have benefits for sure. They're they're super super efficient and they're very very. You can run you can you can bring people from all over the world. I mean we've got two people from another continent right now on this meeting, uh, and and in other continents I see some guys from South Africa and all of that jumping onto this call. So, um, the point is that you know. Virtual meetings have a great, uh, they've got great um, power and great facilities, but they also lack the personal touch. And that's something which you can bring on by mentioning people, as as Paul says in the audience, like, you know, saying, hey, hi, Elaine, hi, Claire, hi, Liz, or Patty, or Paul, or Paula, uh, you know, all of those, that's really great. And, And also you know involving them in the audience and I, I've asked people if anybody wanted to put up their hand I mean we've, we've had Paul uh, Jason Mobley up um, and I would just unmute allow them to talk and I think it's great it brings on that extra dimension to to a webinar
0: okay thanks Shane uh, one of the one of the questions I'd like to go to is just very very simple someone who answered in our poll they answered that they're reasonably ready to hold online events but very simple question how would we we they'd like to use event uh, live event streaming how do we try it out paul do you want to that's
2: a good question um well you know facebook is a great place to experiment um in fact i forgot to mention uh that facebook groups are incredibly popular right now and powerful because if you start a facebook group you can live stream into that group um so you don't even have to live stream to your personal page or your business page you can create a group live stream right into it, and you can just invite one friend, right? But the other great thing is that's private live streaming. So you can actually create a Facebook group for an event and make sure people pay and only let them into the group if they pay, and boom, there's your free virtual event. And that would actually work for uh, whoever it was that was trying to do the uh, virtual recital or the, I forget what it was, um, event where they wanted to charge for viewing of that video. Vimeo is going to cost you hundred dollars if you create a Facebook group and post the video privately to that group and just charge people to get into that group. I like that option better. Cause again, where are people? They're on Facebook, right? It's the largest network in the world. Why not just invite them to a private Facebook group and have them pay a hundred dollars to your PayPal to get in. Um, that is a great way to do it. So Facebook's the best way to start when Facebook put live streaming on Facebook over a billion people's smartphones, it changed the world in 2016. I mean, it really, really did. YouTube had live streaming for years and years before that, and it was not a consumer thing. Facebook changed the game in that regard. I can't wait to see what LinkedIn does. My thoughts are get good at it now so that when you get LinkedIn, you can be you know, really professional off the bat with your B2B connections on LinkedIn. Practice on on Facebook and then grow a YouTube community. There's so much you can do with it. Once you master live video production, you can use it to create videos that doesn't that don't require post production. It's such a great thing to learn, and in today's day and age, it really is more relevant than it has been in the past.
0: That's brilliant, Paul. Uh, I'm conscious the time, guys. We're 10 minutes over yet nobody's leaving. So. Uh... We'll have another few minutes. I just want to say, SEPTA, you've asked a couple of questions. Um, Any free green screen possibilities for a small two-teacher rural school with just 37 pupils? Um, A a tin of paint, SEPTA, on one of the blank walls uh, would work as a green screen just perfectly. It's, it's,
1: our our Paul's idea, them. which is that that printed uh, that printed uh, wallpaper was a great idea, and you yeah. don't need you particularly if you're going with two cameras or so forth. But also, just go out and buy a green piece of cloth, right? And hang it. I know I'm being super cheap about this, but that is the practical reality. It isn't a magic color, you know. The color is, you know, is as luminously green as you can make it. Isn't you can? I'm sure there's some Pantone color reference for it for professional. But a, a green, a good luminous green color was fine string it on it put it behind your chair make sure it's lit well and what paul is ta- what paul mentioned there is light the subject light behind light the screen itself right and also light so that you don't cast a shadow onto it now that's you know if you want to take it up a little bit more but you know if it's close to you um, i'm using the, the 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 web around which uh, let me just uh, let me just shut off my um uh, my my virtual background here. I, I, I've shown people this before, and um, let's just go with uh, none here. Okay, so so basically this guy is just uh, strapped onto my chair. It's it's a simple product. Um, it's it's really well really well made. I've got a little portable bag for it here, and these guys. I mean these can't. These are like hen's teeth right now. To get sorry, that's it there. These are the little web around, but. There, this was actually by someone in, health, in, 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 in telehealth, and they were just fed up with people, you know, they were taking medical uh, questions and people were walking behind them. And uh, let me just turn that back on so I can, I can switch in the various different backgrounds. Um, so the, the, the point is, they invented this, it pops out of a bag and straps to your chair, but you don't need to go that complicated. Why not just get a, a green cloth and, 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 uh, and string it behind your chair? It'll work fine.
0: Cool. Um, Septa is also inviting any fund, any business sponsor to fund her IT uh, budget for next year. Thanks Septa. Um, a good, really good question here from Liz and Jason, if you're still with us, you might take this one. Uh, I presume Liz, this is from a background, an education background. What sort of things are you doing to ensure accessibility? for example, in captioning, et cetera? And are Zoom planning on doing anything about live captioning via voice-to-text option rather than requiring someone to type?
3: So I've actually been testing a few options. The one that I would say that I like the most is otter.ai. It's an integration that you can use with Zoom. And um, with that integration, what it does is, Zoom already does live transcription right? But what otter.ai does is it actually goes in and it's it's even more accurate. It sends you an email once the video is done. And then you have a web portal where you can do actionable items. Uh, You can turn it into uh, transcripts, to reports. So, you know, we have a a use case where we have meetings and someone normally sat in there and had to write down what's happening, taking the minutes of the meeting. So now what we use is we we stop doing that, let them be part of the meeting and we use otter.ai to actually do the transcription and then she sends the report to the uh, committee later to approve the minutes. So it's, it's a good technology and it's very good for accessibility.
0: Great, thank you very much. Another one, just Claire has asked, What is the best way to do a virtual art exhibition? Paul, do you want to take that one?
2: I think that virtual art is so incredible and live art has become really popular as well. Um, Before I take that, I wanted to mention something about the education space that's happening right now, which is virtual field trips. Right, virtual open houses. This is a time when so many uh, prospective students are determining which school they want to go to in higher education, and even you know private schools, uh, high school level schools, and they're using vert- live streaming as a way to take audiences through the campus and show them what they could be doing. Um, so that's a, that's a really emerging uh, field right now, and I wanted to mention it. Uh, so. Just that there's something called in real life streaming, and there's a company called Live View. I could grab our live. Maybe I'll just grab our Live View backpack and show it to you guys really quickly. Um, this backpack right here, and there's a lot of these. They're really popular. This is a cellular bonding backpack, and there's one called the Live View Solo. It's like a thousand dollars, and it it bonds AT and T and Verizon or like two cellular networks and a Wi-Fi, so you could go. You can use your your Wi-Fi, but you can also go to places that doesn't have Wi-Fi. And you can live stream directly from this backpack with like a GoPro or a different camera. We use it all the time going back, and this is getting technical, but going back to that cloud-based streaming thing, we could have a live streaming setup inside the art studio, right, where we're showing the art and doing different things, but then we can switch in the cloud to another live stream, which might be a backpack with a GoPro where we're walking around and showing the audience or maybe maybe for a virtual field trip, going outside the school, into the school, and all around with a a mobile camera. Live art's incredible. I would use a couple camera system. I would have maybe a PTZ camera so you could zoom into the art, show different angles. um, And then the mobile backpack just opens up the opportunities even more.
1: This also uh, worth mentioning is that NDI have a, an app that you can stick onto your phone and turn that phone into a virtual uh, camera. So you just connect the phone to the Wi-Fi, turn on the NDI and you're now streaming NDI stream at full HD to your laptop which is also on the wireless network which is running vMix or running OBS with your overlay and you've got a stream, you've got a mobile camera streaming TV studio in your backpack. And yes, you do need to use Wi-Fi in that situation. But uh, again, that's, uh, that's another option for, particularly for that live uh, art, uh, art exhibition type environment. Or just get a bunch of cameras and, and plug them into a computer and, and, and looking at, at the, different, the different scenes and uh, use that, uh, that technique with the alt ten and cycle through them, et cetera. So there's, there's quite a few different ways, um, Claire, how to go about that
0: very good okay uh so we have a question in from marie just around the transcription jason what about security with a program taking the minutes of a meeting how can you sure it can't be hacked
3: so uh otter.ai uses aes 256 uh based encryption uh so that is obviously for those that are familiar with security a very secure platform um so you don't have to worry about transmission between that and again Um, If anyone's kept up with what Zoom has been doing on the security side, Zoom has actually upgraded uh, to GCM encryption, which is now end-to-end. So, um, no worry, and Shane mentioned this earlier about Zoom being safe, and I kind of wanted to add back to what he said. You know, from what I've seen Zoom do in the last 90 days, everyone should feel 100% comfortable that Zoom is highly secure, highly encrypted, um, so you don't have to worry about any eavesdropping of your data.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Thanks a million. And Liz, just to, while, while you're still there, Jason, Liz says she actually means live captioning rather than after the fact because she thinks this is available in Teams
1: now. Oh, yeah. I, actually, just to add to Jason on that, Zoom have two other features, One, not only watermarking of audio feeds, but you can also put in... Um, which is just worth mentioning on the security side, so they can trace back and and, and not allow that that audio to sh- be shared, um, or can be shared and can be identified back. Um, but in in regard to the captioning side, in the new version of beta versions of Zoom, uh, they are going to be bringing forward uh, um, live uh, captioning. So as you speak, the Zoom is 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 typing out what you're saying as a live captioning and that is so so useful for particularly for for people that that um Maybe hard of hearing or or, or have other um, accessibility issues that would would like to see the, the actual live transcription now that is a part of the new zoom beta release but expect after the 90 days which Jason has mentioned the last 90 days has all been about security features but zoom is is now coming out of uh, out of that phase and is going to start to release these long-awaited add-ons and additions that we've that we've been you know we've been looking forward to I think at their last at their big convention last year they did 30 new updates in, in a 50-minute keynote speech, it was insane. So I watch Zoom for. They're really just coming out of the traps right now with the, some new new technology. Um, and live captioning is one of those um, features. And of course, there is also simultaneous trans- interpretation. People don't realise that. But if you want to have a simultaneous interpreter, uh, you can bring and and and. It's a human that's doing the translation, but you will hear the audio and you can uh, at 80% and and uh, uh, and you can join the, the audio feed from the Spanish interpreter, the French interpreter. So there's a whole dimension going on there um, for multiple language or multilingual um, webinars. And this is something I'm I'm mad to try and see if I can get some. Maybe we'll do one in Irish, guys, and we'll do a get a simultaneous interpreter that will speak Irish. And uh, it's a it's a, an incredible skill. Um, but again, you know that just widens the audience to be able to communicate in their native language. Great stuff. You know, one up.
3: one can I add to what Shane was saying too? So um, obviously, I've been doing the beta testing of the live transcription. It works so well, and because again. Zoom has upgraded their encryption and you're staying within the platform that is, is encrypted as well. So you don't have to worry about using a third party.
0: Excellent. There's a question in here. I think, I think we're nearly going to wrap up. This is just a quick question here from Brendan O'Regan. Any way to stop the mirroring on Facebook live on Android phone, for example, he's a right-handed guitar player and I want to look like that. Or if I have a sign in the background, I want it to read properly. Like Paul, I reckon you can, uh, you can feel Honestly,
2: it. I don't know. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I actually, don't know. Actually,
0: I, I know the answer to that one.
2: Excellent, Jason.
3: <laughs> so in the Zoom setting, when you go to your camera, there is a mirror option, right? So um, I first caught that because I was, I had a logo in my virtual background, and it was showing backwards, and everyone's like, your logo's backwards. So if you actually go into your Zoom settings, um, if you're streaming, again, from Zoom, uh, you can actually click the mirror option and make it right so if you're, if it 's showing you as a guitar player the wrong way, you can flip it the other way
0: excellent
1: that 's right i mean i, I 've done that so when I, when I, when I want to point something out like for example if I, I have a little um, a virtual screen, which is a, which is a, uh, um, a, a, it's actually a, it's actually a video, and I've got some uh, a link coming up here. So this is actually a movie that's playing, but I can point at it. Even though if this wasn't mirrored, there is no way that I could put my finger on the Z of that uh, of that caption that's that's flying across there. And it's because my my video is mirrored. I think the, the well, I'm the, not
0: mirrored right now, so you can see the difference
1: yeah but you're, you're 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 just used to pointing at that right but but yeah i'm sure if you're playing the guitar this is super important that you you have that uh, that visual alignment um yeah brilliant
0: one one quick question and earl earl can take the take all the spotlight for this one um how do you get the ims logo in in the corner earl do you want to earl is in the background here busily a- answering questions do you want to take that one
1: Hi guys, Um, so basically it's just a virtual background, so we just made it in Photoshop, really easy, Um, just uh, a plain color, add your logo, add your um, text over it and and that's it. So really easy to do if you don't have Photoshop, use PowerPoint or Canva. Um,
0: and just uh, share it. You'll save it as a file and just upload it as an image in virtual background. Yeah. Then, yeah, and
1: of course, Zoom. One of the new features with Zoom right now is that you can actually populate those field, those video, those images now into your Zoom portal through the Zoom portal and lock them so that your members of your Zoom account have that that file ready to go and is available on their uh you know in their zoom client so this allows you to get that consistency across an organization you can see here with ims we've all got the same the same branding and um um and that that's something which uh we can we can for, push out to uh, members within our organization and this is all within your zoom client it is it's absolutely it's a new feature within within zoom and you can lock it you know which is important if, you, if you've got a standard and you want to ad- ad- adhere to that standard
0: great stuff guys i'd say we're 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 running on 25 minutes over time here i could talk all day we might still talk all day offline uh because i'm really enjoying this but for now, I'd like to really thank Paul Richards. Uh, it was a fantastic presentation. I was I was I was trying to remember that I actually had QA dance in the background. I was just I was lost in your presentation. It was fab. Jason, thanks a million for your expertise as always. And I would encourage everyone, guys, check it out, the Presence Summit on the fifteenth of July. Just Google the Presence Summit. Sign up, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, all of us in IMS, we're all signed up to attend. And before we finish up, uh, I would just like to invite Paul to have a few words before we finish up and then over to Shane.
2: Just wanted to say thank you, everybody. Th- thank you, Bernadette, Anne, Marie, uh, Ray, Fiona, Michael, Deidre, Olivia, everybody out there, Liz. There's so many of you to say thank you to, but thanks for, for attending and uh, check out the present summit. The tickets are free for the live stream. So we'd love to have you there.
1: And also for me, uh, um, don't forget the feedback forms, guys. The, this feedback form is popping up after you exit out of the, the meeting. Do fill it out, but we've going to send out a copy of uh, Paul's incredible book, which is the virtual ticket. Everything that was covered today is in there and more. I'm halfway through my copy. It's great. Um, so, and from IMS, from the team here, and uh, again, thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much, Jason. And, and and of course, Earl and Leo and all the guys that are involved in the background here. And of course, to the audience, we really enjoyed it. So see you Miriam and to Monica, Nina, Noreen, Norman Vaughan. I see Norman in the audience there from Zoom as well. So good stuff, and um, Patty, Paul, et cetera. So, hey guys, really enjoyed this one. I'm sorry it's gone over time. Normally we're, we're pretty sharp on ending these things on time, but this was great fun. We really enjoyed it. And uh, Paul, we got to do this again someday, and maybe get a get a get a focus one on education, and really go and maybe get Jason yeah. in that zone. And uh, you know, we've we've also Zoom have just pu- pushed on a new feature for us, which is the Zoom phone. And I'm 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 just trying to find some time to get playing with this, and and maybe we'll do a webinar on that. But yeah, in the feedback form, guys, pop into that. What you want us to talk about? What new things are happening? And uh, you know, we'll we'll do webinars on them. This is good. We like we enjoy them. So from us. Thanks, folks.